0: And now, welcome to the
1: Just The West Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just The West Podcast. I'm your host, Just The West, and I am so, so sorry. It's, it's been a while since we did a podcast. It is late June. July's right around the corner, and it, well, it's been the offseason, but here we are, and I have myself, Just The West, and I also have my homie, Mason, right on the line. Mason, are you there?
0: Yes, I am Justin.
1: So, it's been a minute. How's your summer been? Because officially, it's summertime. This this past weekend was the first weekend of summertime in the Bay Area.
0: Man, it was great. I, I was out of the city all last week. I was in SoCal, soaking up the sun, and they had a little bit of rain. Actually, it was, it was very strange in the middle of June. It's kind of wonky. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, great summer, man. It's uh, we had that day, man, in the city last week where. It's, second hottest day in record so that was definitely a
1: day for the beach man and for those that aren't too familiar with bay area weather and i don't expect you guys all to be from the bay area but yeah a couple weeks ago in san francisco I, i i shit you not it was like 90 degrees it was ridiculously hot meaning that everywhere else was bacon but it was really nice it was really nice um to my Just the West listeners, I, like I said, I'm sorry because we were supposed to do states of the Rams a long, long time ago. Uh, after the draft, we I talked a little bit about the draft picks, but we never really got to the State of the Rams, did we, Mason?
0: No, we didn't. I mean, we, we missed out. Uh, we had a summer break. You know, players, uh, you know, reporting back to camp. So, you uh, know, I think it's time we, we, we finish up this, uh, you know, not a trilogy. I
1: don't know what to call this, but, you know, whatever it is, we got to finish this. <laughs> the quattro, like shit quattro or some shit like that, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: We got to get the quattro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, let's go ahead and get to it. Your Los Angeles Rams. Well, for some people, you're Los Angeles Rams. But, anywho, a couple good things happened. Obviously, Super Bowl appearance. Won the West 13-3 record. But... You know, no one's really talking about their 13-3 and record in a similar capacity to how the Patriots a couple years ago, they had, you know, an undefeated regular season, but they lost that one game, which was the Super Bowl to the Giants. Similar fashion to these Rams, you know, they went 13-3, and they had the number one offense in the league, but against those Patriots, it was 3-0 halftime, and yeah, I just, uh, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, a couple things to be left desired from this offense. Uh, Leaves the NFC West kind of open. That's why you see a little bit more optimism with the Seahawks, the Niners, just because, yeah, I mean, the Rams, they were hot. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I just can't put my finger about these Rams uh, moving forward for 2020. What say you, Mason?
0: Well... Feel like when we we did that uh, podcast getting ready for the Super Bowl, we were so excited about the Rams potentially getting the Super Bowl. But at your point, they fell short. It it happens, and I feel like they invested so much into last year with going all out and getting so many different creations that they've uh, you know they, they don't have anymore. But I. I they had such a great year, and they're the, it really energized the city. So I think that they're ready for this next year. But it was definitely
1: a little bit of a disappointment. From an X's and O's perspective, I mean, even shoot, even Sean McVay, post game on the Super Bowl, and I know it feels like it's been an eternity since the Super Bowl was played. But he said straight up, I got out coached by Be- Belichick. I got out schemed. I got out coached. My players were not ready for it, and you know. Going back to Jerry Goff, for example, I mean, you, uh, you can make a case that he's a system quarterback. You can make a case that maybe he just wasn't ready for the moment. But for that matter, it seemed like right after the snap, uh, the coverages got got mixed up. Uh, it got him to really think, uh, maybe not as aggressively as he is with his first read. Not as much play action. Uh, they, they stopped the run really well. And kind of exposed golf, uh, kind of exposed Gurley. They they hardly use Gurley in the passing game, and some of that might be to his, uh, you know, his mystery knee. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that since they drafted a running back in the th- third round. But I don't know. It's just um... Mason. I I just any other thoughts about this? Uh, we can move forward from the Super Bowl, but. It just kind of bugs no, I, me. I
0: get it, but, like, you brought up Todd Gurley, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm so perplexed. I just don't get what happened. I mean, he, he had two back-to-back years where it seemed like he was the best player in the entire league. And if you look at it, if anyone for everyone that plays fantasy football out there, he's, well, what guess would you say is rated for next year out of all the running backs?
1: I mean, by theory, you should still be in the 90s, by theory, but... I mean... But, like, similar
0: to how... um, If you want to find out how good the team is, you go where Vegas goes and see what they say. Yeah. Or fantasy, you see where the rankings say. He's a 10th-rated running back right now.
1: Is he really Um, 10th? He fell to 10th?
0: Fantasy is hot on... I don't know what what this downturn was for him, but it it, it was like watching him get stuck in sand. He was just this Goliath running everyone over, and they they put in C.J. Anderson who was just hanging out at home on the couch and then came in and just – it was the running back. So uh, I'd be worried. And to your point, they drafted a running back. I I feel like that hampered uh, Jared Goff, and they were overly conservative, which was shocking to me. But it it happened. So, you know, I I think that those are the big question marks because, like, when you talk about their record last year being 13-3, this year, they're still the third favorite Super Bowl contender, eight to one odds to win the Super Bowl right. Um, so Vegas still think they're a great team overall because when you look at that roster, um, it's still amazing. and I think they'll be fine, but I, I don't like those question marks. I mean, what do you think about those those glaring questions?
1: Yeah, I mean, Here's the thing, okay? So, Todd Gurley, they made him the highest-paid running back. Everyone, the running back market, was kind of waiting to see what would happen. And he was the first $60 million man. And he's being proved that, hey, you know, that the skeptics were, were right. Meaning that, hey, you don't really need to invest that much money in a running back. And that's, for example, kind of translated onto the running bar- market this past offseason, season, which was Le'Veon Bell. He didn't get them... I mean, obviously, he got paid, but he didn't get... The same type of money that Gurley got, because I think that a lot of teams were kind of scared of that. I mean, just the condition of his knee and and all that. Um, It might hamper the roster in the future. We'll be a little bit more concerned to see how he does in 2020. Um, But a couple other things that kind of, I mean, let's talk about free agency. okay? so LaMarcus Joyner, you know, he was in his, you know, he's like twenty eight. In his prime, uh, they couldn't afford him. They gave him the franchise tag last year. And so they get another grizzled veteran um, in Eric Weddle. He's 34 years old. Safety from the Ravens. And, you know, obviously he, he's a great guy, great leadership guy. But, um, you know, I am a bit concerned about how much he has left in the tank. He's going to play free safety. So there, there's one thing. And then another thing to keep in mind, too, is the Dum Kung there their other big free agent pickup the previous offseason well they, they allowed him to walk they couldn't afford him he went to the Buccaneers and you know in response to that they didn't really replace him per se in free agency with with big dollars what they they did do was in the let me see in the third round they drafted actually not in the third round in the fourth round from Washington they got a defensive tackle in Greg Gaines and he's probably going to be the the run stopper but you know, for that matter, it's just a couple more question marks moving forward. It was a strong unit as is. But, you know, um, I I think that everyone's going to be very more intrigued, not necessarily with the talent, because like you said, Vegas has them as eight to one odds. But I think for McVay, from a schematic perspective, you know, opposing teams are going to have a whole offseason to look at his film and to see that Super Bowl defeat, that might be the blueprint. For the Rams, and so what is McVay gonna do? Conversely, to react and adjust for 2020. Man, a million dollar question
0: right there. I, I don't
1: have the answer on that one. Yeah, and uh, most people don't. Like you said before, they're eight to one favorites to make the Super Bowl. The roster looks. I mean, like I said, there's a couple things you might be concerned about in the replacements, but it should be ready to go. I just. You know, just to be the devil's advocate, uh, Belichick held them to—you know—they not did they have they didn't have a touchdown, right? No, um, I, it was a very embarrassing game
0: for the Los Angeles Rams. They—they looked they defeated uh, on all fronts. Okay. So it just it was—it was a tough game.
1: Okay. So, I mean, you would like to say, hey, you know, better times are ahead. This is the same team. But at the same time, too, it raises some question marks about Gurley moving forward, which is why they drafted a running back. It raises questions moving forward about Jared Goff. He's going to get paid eventually. I think he's going to go into his uh, fifth year. So it's going to be his last year before he gets paid. So that's right around the corner. So... I don't know. This should be a very—I won't say trying year, but it should be a very telling season for the Rams because eventually, um, those big free agent contracts that they put the previous off season—they're going to roll out, and they're going to have to make some decisions. Whether it's Jared Goff, whether it's um, you know a couple of these other key players. They just paid Aaron Donald, but it's going to be harder and harder to maintain this roster. You know?
0: No, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, but let's go ahead and look at this draft real quick. I know we talked about it briefly in a previous podcast, but uh, let's just go down the line. I mean, for the Rams, they actually, they headed into this draft with a first-round pick, but, you know, they spent a lot of money in free agency on some marquee players, and so their cap, you know, they had to make some adjustments, and kind of similar to Seattle, they continuously traded down, Which is fine because they got one, two, three, four, five picks in the first four rounds and six, seven, eight, eight players total. So they got Taylor Rapp, safety from Washington, um, solid safety, high character guy, high IQ guy, maybe not the best athletically, uh, has some injury concerns, but he should be uh, a great depth piece uh, alongside Eric Weddle. Uh, Third round pick, talk about Gurley's replacements slash maybe compliment. Daryl Henderson from Memphis, running back, uh, third round, and he is a... Man, he's an explosive running back. Great out the backfield, great as a pass catcher. Uh, Has a little bit of, I won't say Alvin Kamara to him, but you get what I'm saying. A good one-two punch for Gurley. Uh, Round three, they got a physical man corner in David Long out of Michigan. I like that pick, kind of in that to Talib type of player comparison. Uh, round three, Bobby Evans, a tackle out of Oklahoma. They just gave Rob Havenstein an extension uh, not too long ago, so a little bit of good depth because I know that they're getting a little bit long in the tooth on the offensive line. Round four, mentioned before, Greg Gings, a defensive tackle out of Washington. He's essentially going to replace Ndamukong Su for the other defensive tackle spots alongside Aaron Donald uh, remains to be seen if he deserves the spot, but I think he's going to have every opportunity to win that job. And then let's see, fifth round, David Edwards, another tackle out of Wisconsin for depth. And then they routed out the rest of the draft with Nick Scott, free safety out of Penn state and Dakota Allen linebacker out of Texas tech. So those are special teams guys.
0: Um, I, I don't know the Rams that in depth, but
1: who, who's the GM currently? Rams? Who's the, who's the what?
0: The general manager.
1: The general manager. Oh, the general manager for the Rams is Les Snead.
0: Uh, well, I, I have to say, like, when you were talking about the draft, I've I heard a couple of the players. I didn't, you know, follow, like I was really following the Niners players and you know researching a lot of them because that's where my passion is. But when I look at this, I, I have to say that he did a great job building um, in that middle of the draft because he was able to get uh, three third-round picks. The yes. second. Uh, So he had four picks in between picks 61 to 97, with three of them being right around, you know, in a 20-pick range. So he was able to load up um, all via spray. All of his picks have been flipped. So whatever he did during that draft or leading up to the draft, I I really liked it because at first I looked at it, I'm like, man, you didn't get a pick until 61, but it was such a deep draft class that he was able to load up on talent later. So, you know, half
1: off to him. And that's the thing, too. They had, like, five, six trades. They had a late first-round pick, obviously, from, you know, being in the Super Bowl. But they really, you know, they, they recognize this roster right now. They're a bit top-heavy with some of the free agent contracts that they doled out. Um, so eventually they're going to roll off, and they're not going to be able to afford all these players down the road. So what you have to do is you're going to have to find talent on the roster, and it's going to be in the mid-rounds. And so I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, theor- yeah. Theoretically speaking, I, I like the game plan, you know?
0: No, it's, I, I, I really love that strategy because you never know in, in a draft what this guy is going to turn out or this guy is going to be a butt, And all you can really do is try and make as sound of a decision as you can. And it looks like they were able to get a wide array of, you know, mixing offensive and defense. So it, it's really, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said, great strategy. Yeah. So, who are you most excited about? I mean, like Daryl Henderson. Uh, you said Alvin Kamara, and I was like, "Can it be? Can there be another Alvin Kamara?" <laughs> I was like, "If that, if he's that amazing, like it would be, it'll be something if Gurley comes back, if Daryl Henderson can be uh, even an Alvin Kamara light, that's, he, it's an amazing combination because Gurley he has such a combination of size and power uh, and speed." And then, if Daryl Henderson can bring that, you know, even just a little bit more of an element in the passing game, spell him a little bit, that's, yeah, watch out.
1: Yeah, no, that is why he would be the number one handcuff running back in fantasy right now. Because uh, Daryl Henderson, yeah, he is, I mean, he's, he's a, he's not a grinder. He's great in space, he's great in the receiving game. And so, that's why I make that comparison where, you know, the thunder to lightning type of compliment. You should see that early on. I think that Todd Gurley has said on record, even when Daryl Henderson was drafted, he tweeted in support of the pick saying, Hey, welcome to Rams nation that they're going to use him quite a bit to start out the season. They want to obviously kind of help Gurley with the load, the, uh, the load management, would you say in regards to carries? And so, uh i'm pretty excited for daryl henderson um you know obviously there's fantasy considerations for it um another player that i, I do like personally is, is taylor rapp you know he's from the pac-12 he's also uh, he's also asian he's i think he's half half chinese and so i'm personally reading for him but um kind of a smart savvy player not necessarily the most athletic um, he's had some injury concerns, so I'll just be rooting for him in, internally just just for my own sake. Um, anyone else on this draft class that kind of sticks out to you?
0: Well, um, yeah, the offensive lineman, Bobby Evans, is yeah. a
1: tackle? Yeah, he's a tackle. So they drafted him in the third round. They drafted another yeah. tackle, David Edwards, you know. in the fifth round. I mean, you know, given that Havenstein With- and all these guys, they're getting kind of older, you know? Uh,
0: yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Whit- Whitlock. Even though he's still performing at such a high level,
1: yeah, uh,
0: but- you know, he's more than likely one of those players that he could just play into his forties, but he's gonna retire.
1: Yeah, I mean um, Andrew Whitworth, he is shoot, he's thirty-seven years old.
0: That's what I know, I know. These are, like some of these uh, you know bookend uh, outside you know in the offensive tackles. That's just how it is. Yeah, these guys can play forever, <laughs> but eventually you gotta hang up, hang up the hat.
1: And it's not a bad investment, a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick in tackles in the the draft class. That's fine, you know?
0: Well, look, I mean, uh, we talked about Trent Brown. Look how he just got paid. He was a sixth-round, seventh-round pick for the Niners. That's right. you take the one, and if if they have talent, you you bring them in. It's it's the shortest um, average position in the NFL. Like an average offensive lineman gets drafted, they only last about a year and a half. So, it, it's the most turnover out of any position. So, you always need offensive
1: linemen. That's right. It's a grueling game. It's all in the trenches. And tackles are... Good tackles are hard to find. Just say that. Carry. Yeah. Yeah. So, So having said that, let's gotta wrap this around because I get it. It's the off season. There's not too much to talk about in terms of football, but... Let's play a little bit of, I won't say devil's advocate, but best case, worst case scenario. Um, so obviously, I was talking about the worst case scenario, about the offense sputtering, Sean McVay and his his scheme. Maybe he gets, I don't know, I don't say he gets figured out, but let's just say he gets contained in 2020. Todd Gurley, he's got his injury. We're still kind of, they're still pretty mum about the knee, per se. Arthritis or whatever the hell is going on. They, they drafted Daryl Henderson. You know, so... I guess best-case scenario for me is, you know, Cooper Cup. He comes back. He was actually Jared Goff's favorite receiver on third down. They missed him for the majority of the season. He's coming off an ACL injury. If he comes back, that'll be great. They'll have a one-two punch with Gurley and Henderson. Obviously, you have another season of Cooks and Woods. They're in their prime. Uh, Their defense might have taken a step back, losing to Kung Su. But at the same time, you still have Aaron Donald. They re-signed that pass rusher out of Jacksonville, which is Dante Fowler. I mean, their secondary is getting a little bit longer in the tooth, but that might not be a bad thing. John Johnson's coming into his own Eric Weddle. He might be even better for the secondary for his veteran leadership versus LaMarcus Joyner. I mean, this is essentially the same team where... You know, if they run it back again and they make those adjustments, they should be right in the mix. Um, any thoughts to my best-case scenario?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wholeheartedly actually agree with your, uh, your your scenario, but what I would say is that no matter what, I would, in my opinion, they're going to finish second in the NFC West.
1: Really? Between what, yeah. Seattle, San Francisco? Why do you say they're going to for sure be second place. They were thirteen and three last season.
0: I mean, yeah, thirteen and three, Super Bowl, pretty much the same team returning. I don't know. Call me crazy. They're a second place
1: team. Like just Super Bowl hangover type of vibes? Or like what what is the number one reason why you're like, oh yeah, they're for sure gonna be second place. Second place they're who? Hey, I mean uh,
0: <laughs> I I have to I have to go with my hometown team. I have to say these Niners these Niners are
1: going to give uh, the Rams run for their money this year, and Rams are second place team. Wow, that's a uh, that's some fighting words from uh, from San Francisco. A lot of what ifs in Ninerland about cool, cool money. <laughs> a lot of what ifs in Ninerland. Actually, a lot of what ifs the last couple years for for the Niners. When, when do you agree?
0: Oh,
1: absolutely. A so, lot of what. So, uh, well, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be for sure second place, but I think the Niners will be in the mix. Same thing with Seattle, obviously, with Russell Wilson. So, okay. yeah,
0: But I, I think uh, there's, it, it would be, I'd be really shocked if the Rams are not a 10-win team. Uh, they're still, they're still, they're a playoff caliber team. They're still, uh, you know, they are the fake, but yeah, I just, like I said, I have my feelings that, that they're a second place team, but I don't—they're not going to repeat thirteen and three. Okay. Um, I think there's too many question marks. Yeah, I mean, it's—we'll see. Uh, I, like I said, uh, have my questions.
1: Okay, so let's stem on the next thing. So the worst case scenario, in my eyes, uh, kind of sent me back to what I said. Jared Goff, this is kind of his trying year to see that. Are you going to give him franchise quarterback money? Are you going to give him that long-term contract? He got exposed to some capacity in the Super Bowl. Like He was completely different from what you saw the first half of the season. You know, that Rams game against the Chiefs where he looked like he was just balling off a play action. But if you take away the run, if you take away the first read, if it's an obvious passing down, uh, which they did a lot a lot of third and longs for the Patriots. And they know that Jergoff Goff is going to have to step into the pocket. He doesn't have play action to, to his favor. Um, will Jared Goff make that next step? He might not be. You know, Todd Gurley, he might not be the same running back. Um, this defense, for example, it's very it's very top-heavy with stars. You know, if you get a couple of... And it happens. I mean, it happened to the, to the Niners. And to those Niners you were always talking about. They always have key injuries i mean the rams were very healthy this past season uh that might not always be the case this might be the super bowl hangover year where you know shit is finally gonna like the bill is finally gonna be due for these rams that's just the the devil's advocate perspective i mean what say you about this worst case scenario
0: hey i i definitely believe that could happen uh it's you can never count on anything like last year I, I thought everything was going to go well and then one injury changes everything so it, especially if the quarterback gets it uh, not every team has this miracle story like the Eagles did a couple of years ago and you have holes coming in and leading you to the championship so if Joff if, if golf goes down it it'll be brutal and yeah, you know, uh Gurley isn't the same player so it You could definitely have some areas where you could definitely fall short. You could even miss the playoffs. It's not crazy. Teams have Super Bowl hangovers all the time.
1: Right. All right. Keep that in mind, fellas. Keep that in mind, listeners. Mason, any other final words about State of the Rams? I know we're kind of late in the game for State of the Rams, but here we are. Any other thoughts?
0: No, I'm uh, just excited for next year, excited for how it's all going to turn out. Uh, I- I'm enjoying the summer, but fall can't come here
1: soon enough. Yes, sir. So right now, guys, we have OTAs. We have rookie training camps. We're all in the mix. Uh, Raiders got hard knocks for training camp. That should be pretty lit, even though I'm a Niners fan. should be very interesting in Grudenland as they move to Vegas. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, mason thank you so much for your time for all those that follow the podcast please continue to do so on apple itunes on spotify on google and of course the blog www.justthewest.com till next time we out here